Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a special episode, a bonus, bonus episode, episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, uh, which is specifically brought to you by the 24-Hour Musical Project. And we have both the producer and the director of this year's 24-Hour Musical Project here, which is... And every year, every year's <laughs> Miranda Selwood. <laughs> and me, Zane C. Weber. And so we're here to talk you through the 10 shows that are on the possible list the countdown list for yeah. this year this is the short list it's this 10 days to go before are you prepared uh, i'm never prepared you know that <laughs> i'm as prepared as i can be Wait. but i'm not prepared <laughs> so the big question is why isn't julie here why isn't julie here the reason Julie isn't here is because she's in the show. And so, so she's not allowed to know. She's not allowed to know. We're recording we, this before the Thursday. We've had to record it, yeah, early. So, so I sorry, just want to no. flag up front. You'll be getting a bonus episode this week, which yeah. is the Musical Stormy Everything I Know 24-hour exclusive top 10 list. That's a long title. It is. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can punch it up a little bit for <laughs> iTunes. But we're also doing a special episode for a... Brisbane original work that a couple of our guests have spruiked already called Don't Call Me Ishmael. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited for Yeah, this. we're getting the creators in and we're going to talk about that uh, and that'll be released probably next week as another bonus episode on top of our regular episode. On top of the regular episode. So many episodes. Oh. So, yeah, so what this episode is going to be is going to be me and Miranda bouncing down alphabetically the list of the top 10 shows. Yep. So the only order that they are in is alphabetical. This is not the order that they're going to be counted down because that would be giving it away. (laughs) It would a little, yeah. Yeah, okay. So for those of you who haven't paid any more attention than what we've said in the the opening parts of the the podcast so far, the 24-hour musical project is where we put on a musical with only 24 hours of rehearsal. So yep. we, the cast, the crew, the band find out the musical at 5pm on Saturday and we put the show on 5pm on Sunday. And it goes a treat, doesn't it? Well, it has, it's been surprisingly good both years that we've done it. <laughs> Third time lucky. Third time lucky. Well, look, it's... Uh, it's well, the, people also first time lucky and second time lucky. Yeah, and the cast Very always nice. pulls it out. So it's always the cast that does it. But without any further ado... Let's get into the top 10 countdown list for the 
24-hour musical project 2018. In no particular order. In no particular order except alphabetical. Yes. (laughs) All right, I'm going first. Yes, you're going first. (laughs) All right. The first show we're going to talk about is Nine to Five. Three unlikely friends take control of their office and learn there is nothing they can't do, even in a man's world. Yeah. Nine to Five, the musical with music and lyrics by Dolly Parton and a book by Patricia Resnick is based on uh, a 1980 movie of the same name. Of course. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, yeah. Uh, It's um, based on the original screenplay, which Resnick the book writer also did, uh, with Colin Higgins. So it premiered in 2008 and opened on Broadway the following year. It got a whole bunch of nominations for awards and things, received 15 Drama Desk Award nominations, uh, and which was the most received by any production in any single year. Wow. So record Good. holding. Isn't that great? Um, four Tony uh, nominations, but it doesn't look like there are any wins, according to my notes. So Unfortunate. Very nominated. <laughs> the, the highly nominated rather than highly acclaimed production of 9 to 5, the musical. So really briefly, the plot goes. Oh, super brief. We've got to get through these. So brief. We've got two and a half minutes. Let's go. Uh, Pushed to boiling point, three female co-workers concoct a plan to get even with their sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot of a boss. Isn't that just all bosses, though? Well, my boss is pretty nice. Yeah, I no, I, well, I won't, no comment. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, this is set in the 1970s, by the way, um, in the Rolodex era. I didn't know that was an official that was an era. era I guess before call waiting. <laughs> Rolodex era. Uh, so in an hilarious turn of events, Violet, Judy and Dora Lee. Is Dora Lee the... Dora Lee. Yeah. That's got to be the Dolly Parton yeah. character, right? <laughs> Dora Lee. They live out their wildest fantasy, giving their boss the boot. Take that, boss. They basically tie him up. Yes. Literally. <laughs> in his office. <laughs> uh, while Hart remains otherwise engaged, tied up in his office, um, the women give their workplace a makeover, taking control of the company that had always kept them down. Um, the high-energy show is ideal for a large cast, which we've got. That's true. Yeah. It's the biggest cast we've ever had. <laughs> I'm not it sweating has a, at all. <laughs> a jubilant score and easily relatable characters, and is the perfect show for community theatres. Apparently, not for Broadway theatres, according to the Tony Awards. Mm, unfortunate. Yeah. All right. So, um, there's a few songs you might recognise. Best ones. You're over two and a half. Let's oh keep God. going. Like nine to five. Uh, Cowgirls' Revenge is a really cool kind of dream sequency number with the three girls. Yeah. Um, Joy to the girls. Heart to heart. <laughs> shine like the sun. Uh, one of the boys. A uh, little switched around reprise called Five to Nine. Um, Always a woman, change it, let love grow, get out and stay out and a very large, rousing finale. Yeah, Mm. and and like just, it's it's a real fun show. It is, it is. Feel good. Yep. Yeah, yep. justice is done. <laughs> Everyone gets what they deserve. There's nothing like three women kidnapping their boss <laughs> Look, and taking over the company. Sometimes a woman's got to do what a woman's got to yeah. do. Let okay. me... One more thing. Oh, no. oh, come on now. We recommend for your study purposes the original Broadway cast recording of 2009 with Alison Janey, Stephanie J. Block and Megan Hilty. Very Powerhouse. good. Yeah. Oof. That, that, that's almost a perfect cast for that. Almost yeah. a dream cast. Okay, so... 
Next on the list is the first A, All Shook Up. A is for all. A is for all. Now, this is a jukebox musical based around Elvis Presley music uh, with book by Joe DiPietro. Now, the story is based on Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. So there is cross-dressing, there is mistaken identity, there the is all of those Shakespearean <laughs> things. Everyone you know. falling in love with the wrong person. That's right. Uh, and all to the music of uh, Elvis. Elvis, but reworked so that it's not just kind of like an Elvis facsimile coming in and singing Elvis songs. There's real... A real interesting orchestration around these songs. Yeah. Uh, like, there are so many of them too, aren't there? Yes, yeah, so many. Like so, even songs you've never remember that Elvis Presley sang. All right, <laughs> let me. I'm just going to run down these songs because okay, there is a lot of them. Jailhouse Rock, Love Me Tender, Heartbreak Hotel, Roustabout, One Night With You, Come On Everybody, Follow That Dream, Teddy Bear, Slash Hound Dog. That, that, <laughs> there, is a, there is a mashup there. We'll call there. that the animal mashup. <laughs> That's all right. It's now or never. Blue suede shoes, don't be cruel, let yourself go, can't help falling in love. That is just act one. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. Act two, All Shook Up, title of the show. Uh, it Hurts Me, Little Less Conversation, uh, Power of My Love, I Don't Want To, You're the Devil in Disguise, There's Always Me If I Can Dream, Can't Have Falling In Love, Reprise, Fools Fall In Love and Burning Love, which is the what, what would they close out the show on. I'll tell you what that list has revealed to me. Elvis Presley wrote a lot of love songs. <laughs> he just wrote a lot of songs. Like it was like <laughs> I think he had like sixty number ones. That's too so, many. That, well, he had Get like a forty-year career. So <sighs> come on now. Uh, so again, not super popular on Broadway. It opened uh, in two thousand and five um, in March and closed in two thousand and five in September. Oh. So only two hundred thirteen performances, thirty-three previews. So not super loved on Broadway, but again. Super high energy, yep. poppy, fun show. Um, again, you can have there, there are a l- great big, characters. yeah, big spread of like yep. meaty characters yep. as well. It's not just the four leads and the ensemble. There's a good like seven, seven to nine, what you would yeah. call leads and pseudo leads. Yeah, well, there's a wedding at the end with three couples, three couples, so. and <laughs> it doesn't include the lead couple. No, they they ride off into the sunset. Spoiler alert. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> so um, if, if you want to learn more about this one and listen to some of the songs and perhaps study them up for whatever reason you would want to, um, the best recording to listen to is the original Broadway cast of 2005. Very good recording. Um, it's I think got, it's the only recording. Uh, yes, the, uh, the only the official full, one. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of YouTube stuff um, because, again, this is a very popular show uh, with independent theatre and community theatre. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's it. All shook up. Bam. Bam. Done. Let's go from, Two down. from Eight to go. <laughs> Elvis to Footloose, book by Dean Pitchford and David Saint, based on the original screenplay by Dean Pitchford. So he got a little bit of extra help to put it to the stage, of course, Whoa. based on the movie Footloose. Oh, no, I told a lie. Is it? I believe so. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> For a second there, I thought the stage show came first and then the movie, but <laughs> something else. Um, music and lyrics by Eric Carmen, Michael Gore, Sammy. Oh gosh, there are a lot by like twenty people and Dean Pitchford. Yeah, well, it's got a lot of um, pop music in it. It does. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. So all those composers need to be listed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so it opened at the Richard Rogers Theatre on the Broadway in 1998 for 737 performances um, and didn't go to London until 2006, but did reasonably well there. Yeah. Uh, so here's the storyline. When Ren and his mother... Well, look, just watch the movie. Yeah, you can watch the movie for this one. It's, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's exactly this, the it's, same. Yeah, it's, there's no huge changes. Nah. Uh, let's... Go over it anyway. When Ren and his mother move from Chicago to a small farming town, Ren is prepared for the adjustment to his new high school. But what he hadn't prepared for are the local laws, including a ban on dancing. Stupid. Which sometimes laws don't make sense. Like this ban on dancing. Yeah. Um, The law being the brainchild of the local preacher who's bent on exercising control over the town's youths. Those youths. Look, don't get me started on youths. I can't stand them. And if dancing attracts youths, let's get rid of it. Get out. Just, yeah. When the Reverend's rebellious daughter sets her heart on Ren, the dancing boy. Of course. um, Her boyfriend tries to sabotage Ren's reputation and many of the locals are eager to believe the worst about the new kid and his evil dancing. Uh, Needless to say, it all works out in the end and everybody gets footloose. And his dancing is not... That evil. Like, I've seen more evil dancing than what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll inject some uh, evil dancing in if Footloose is the one that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, mm. Again, not too many awards. It wasn't highly praised on the Broadway. Uh, but the original film score was Oscar-nominated and the film soundtrack sold over 15 million copies worldwide. Um, and it is quite a celebrated film musical. So yeah. they transferred to stage just to bring it a little more to life, I suppose. Footloose is what you would call a cult classic. Oh, yes, indeed. It has its own little cult of uh, fans. Uh, And on the original Broadway cast recording of 1998, you can hear such gems as Footloose. Everybody cut, everybody cut. Footloose. On any Sunday, the girl gets around somebody's eyes, learning to be silent. Holding up for a hero to the end of the night. (laughs) Heaven help me, I'm free. Let's make believe we're in love. Let's hear it for the boy. Can you find it in your heart? Mama says you can't back down. You can't. You You can't can't do it. Uh, Almost paradise. Dancing is not a crime. It's not a crime, everyone. And the finale, I confess. All right. Good. Footloose. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Excellent. So one recording. That's the one to look at. Original Broadway. Watch the movie. We're generally a big fan of Original Broadway. Original Broadway is usually the best one. Yeah. Usually usually the the only one. Correct one. Correct. Mm. All right. So then this next one is one that you will get a little bonus on because we've already done an episode on it. What? Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Oh, my God, I love that show. It is such a great show, hilarious show, and oh, I it would be very hard to pick a favourite role in this show. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Let's talk about it. So... um. <laughs> It's a musical comedy, uh, books and lyrics by Robert L. Friedman and the music and lyrics by Stephen Lutvak. Uh, So it's based on a 1907 novel that was turned into a 1940s movie uh, and then they tried to write it and the movie rights were difficult and so this ended up resembling the book more. It's just a whole thing. And it is a whole thing that we've spent much time talking about. Much time talking about. So the story is basically a distant heir 
to uh, a family fortune, Monty Navarro finds out after his mother sadly passes away that he is, in fact, eighth in line. Oh, eighth you in got line. It on the top of my head, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, to to basically inherit uh, a lordship, and so the dice with fortune, the dice with fortune, and so he sets about working his way up that list by whatever means necessary. Oh, uh, I think he tries to, but he it he actually does. It all sort of falls into place without him having to. There, no, there, there oh. is a, there are, and it's all covered in the final number. <laughs> exactly how many people he has to do away with, and how many do away with themselves just out of luck. Yeah. Uh, and again, there is this great role for uh, one person playing all the dice with family, basically with quick changes and what have you. Uh, you could split it up if you wanted to, but I think it would lose something. You could. I, I think I would. Uh, look, we'll have to wait and see if we're doing it to see what I would do with it. <laughs> okay, uh, so Monty Navarro. Now this is, um, I mean, it's for such dark subject matter, it is... Freaking hilarious. Just a romp. Just like <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, and so Phoebe and Sabella are Monty Navarro's, I guess, fiancé slash girlfriend... Mm. In that order, yeah. <laughs> uh, and They're the then love there's part of the title as opposed to correct the murder yeah. part of the title. And then there's a whole ensemble that uh, act as a Greek chorus, kind of pushing uh, the or, or staging the rest of the show around mm. it. Um, so it uh, it was the Broadway production won four Tonys. We've Woo! got a Tony winner. Congratulations. <laughs> You're including, the first in alphabetical order to win a Tony. <laughs> uh, including Best Musical and the other three were Best Book, Direction and Costume. Uh, oh, my gosh, the costumes were divine. Just beautiful, yeah. especially the pink on Sabella. Yeah. 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 Uh, corsetry, I love corsetry. Who doesn't? Well. That's why we got into musical theatre, for the corsets. <laughs> for the corsets. All right, uh, so again, the... Best cast recording to listen to to research this one is the original cast recording 2015. And if you want to know any more details about the show, just go listen to our last episode on it. Yeah. Uh, it would have been episode 12, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you just go Memories. back, have a listen, and that will be super in-depth. Woo! Done. Four down. <laughs> Four down? Four down. Oh, We've got to right click there. through. <laughs> Grease is the word, is oh, the word Greece. that you heard. It has both groove and meaning. That's it's what true. I hear. It's true. That's what I hear. They tell in, you that in the, in the in opening the song. song of <laughs> Greece. Uh, Greece is a 1971 musical by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. Uh, it's named after the 1950s working class youth subculture known as Greasers, who I guess were super into cars and stuff. Um, and follows 10 working-class teenagers as they navigate the complexities of peer pressure politics. But this is not what Greece is that's, about. That's somebody, not what Greece is somebody about. Somebody wrote a wanky version of what happens <laughs> in Greece. Greece is about a bunch of kids at high school um, 
specifically Danny and Sandy, yeah. who are all like, I really like you, but I pretended to be something that I wasn't for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm too cool to like you, though. So, but I really um, kind of like We're going to fix it by making you be as cool as me. And then there's <laughs> Frenchie. Everything about yourself. <laughs> the unsung hero <laughs> of the musical. <laughs> So there's a whole bunch of characters and teenage shit happens to them, but they don't whine about it nearly as much as the kids in Rent. No, they don't. And there's a lot of fun in there. Like, particularly like Grease Lightning is like, yeah, yeah. let's be teenagers in a car. <laughs> Woo. Uh, right? The, That's the what rest it's about. of this particular um, explanation goes on to talk about um, raunchy, raw, aggressive vulgarity and. Um, social issues such as teenage pregnancy, peer pressure and gang violence among its themes of love and friendship and teenage rebellion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's an adolescent, not quite coming of age story, really. No, not really. Um, that's, That's sort of a bit it. It's kind yeah. of like last year of high school, things are hard, but, oh, look, it's over now, so uh, everything's fine. Yeah. 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 And that's sing about it. <laughs> uh, so it was first performed in 1971, um, actually in a nightclub in Chicago. Uh, so it didn't open in a regular wow. theatre. I never knew that about this show. I never knew it had history. You know, it's one of those things that has been around forever in our pop culture for such a long time that I've never really thought about it or no. looked into it. Anyway, so that's a thing. Uh, the it closed in uh, on Broadway, then went to Broadway. Sorry, and closed in 1980 after 3,388 performances. Whew. At the time, the longest yet run in Broadway history. Yeah, although it was surpassed by a chorus line a few years later, so it didn't hold the record for long. Look, it held the record. Um, it was also a hit on West End and then became a successful feature film. Uh, has had two very popular Broadway revivals in 94 and 2007 and been done by every single school in the history of the Ever. world. Um, it remains Broadway's 15th longest running show. Huh. The original Broadway production, despite its uh, popular success, did not win any Tonys. It was nominated for a couple but didn't. Um, it did win a couple of drama desks for choreography and costume. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the production, but I can definitely see <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the opportunity for yeah. both costume and choreography <laughs> in that particular show. Uh, Grease was adapted into a feature film in 1978. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who was you, in that? Have you ever seen that film? I <laughs> Look, I have a funny anecdote about this. Yeah. Uh, my mother... Uh, constantly reminds me of the fact that I went through a phase when I was about 13 or 14 that I would just constantly listen to the Grease, the best of Grease soundtrack. Oh, just the best of Grease soundtrack. Yeah. We don't it, it, was pretty, it was pretty much the movie. Right. <laughs> like, well, the movie actually had uh, less songs uh, than the original show, which isn't unusual for a, a movie version. Um, there was also a sequel called Grease 2 in 1982. We don't need to talk about that one. won't talk about at all. <laughs> <clears throat> so the 1972 version is the standard version. That's the original. Is yep. the standard version that's licensed um, uh, because all the different versions and revivals have different song lists. So let's talk about the song list for the 1972. Let's do it. Um, um, Alma Mater, would, like, just... Introduction bit. Summer nights, those magic changes. Freddie, my love, greased lightning apostrophe. Yeah, no G. The Rydell fight song, mooning, 
which I, I really love Mooning. <laughs> I wish they had put Mooning in the movie. It would I think it was a well. loss to the film. Yeah. Anyway, look at me. I am Sandra D. We go together at the end of Act One. Do do be do do do. Unexpected. That's look. Stop betraying my expectations. I know. Broadway. Act two. Shaking at the high school hop. It's raining on prom night. Um, more shaking. Born to hand jive. Baby. Born to hand jive, baby. <laughs> Beauty school dropout uh, featuring Teen Angel, which is the most stunt cast role in every production ever. Thank you. I will have it. It's the Thank King Herod of Greece. <laughs> Alone at a drive-in movie. Rock and roll party queen. There are worse things I could do. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. Reprise, which is Sandy's sad like, oh, but I can be like sexy and I can and wear more. a leather cat suit if I want. All choked up, followed by We Go Together. Excellent. Aramalama Ding Dong. Uh, so the original Broadway cast recording is available, 1972 classic. Uh, you might also be interested in the TV live broadcast recording from mm-hmm. 2006 with Aaron Tveit, which uh, is a very similar song list. Um, and <laughs> I just want you to look up the image on the cover of the London studio cast recording of 1994 with John Barrowman. Okay, that image is very important. Just look it up. Okay. Thank me later. Okay, so, so from wholesome 1950s high school, we're going to uh, <laughs> uh, Berlin Wall era Germany <laughs> with Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Now, Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a... Very similar to Greece. Oh, I wouldn't say very similar. Uh, So it's a rock musical about a fictional rock and roll band fronted by a transgender East German singer, Hedwig Robinson, the titular Hedwig. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to go too much into the story because it is very... It's a concept show. It's it's a concept yeah. show and it is presented sort of like a, a concert um, basically to escape um, Soviet Germany. Uh, Hansel, who what, which was Hedwig's name before uh, she transitioned, had to have gender transition surgery to escape and then the American man that brought her to America and promised her a happy life basically left her and she was a big music fan and so she was babysitting um, with a family and their young son, well, teenage son, basically they taught each... or he, She taught him music and he went on to become a rock star and left her behind and it's kind of like the bitterness of, of that kind of following each other around. Now... There are some great recordings of this. Uh, the original off-Broadway cast, which was John Cameron Mitchell, who wrote the book and the music. Oh, no, so who wrote the book and helped with the music. The music and lyrics are by Stephen Trask. Uh, John Cameron Mitchell is also Hedwig in the movie. You can watch the movie. It is the same story in a very different format. Yes. Very different. Um but there is an Australian cast recording 2006. But the recording that you probably should listen to would be the Neil Patrick Harris one uh, in the original uh, Broadway of 2014 is the one you should listen to. So when was the Australian cast? It was before 2006, original yes. Broadway. Yes, yeah, so... 
Yeah, we did it before you. Hedwig started out in a drag club as like a drag act that kind of kept adding songs to. Hedwig was a character created by John Cameron Mitchell Mm. and then they kind of took that character and transplanted it into more of a cabaret club and it became like a cabaret show and then they took it off Broadway and yeah it was a real storied production it's very interesting we should definitely talk about it on Musical Tell Me Everything I Know a full episode there's a lot to talk about uh what else should we talk about on this one yes rock I would love to do it it's great um so it opened off Broadway in 98 it won the Obie Award and the Outer Critics Circle Award for Best Off-Broadway Musical. Uh, it ran for two years, was remounted with various casts, etc., etc., etc. In 2014, it saw its first Broadway incarnation uh, and it won the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical. Now, that oh, was with was Neil that Patrick weird Harris. thing where it can't qualify for a can't musical. Can't qualify for a musical. Because it is a revival yeah. even though its original was off-Broadway. Like Little Shop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Hedwig, one of my favourite offbeat musicals. I've I, heard. Yes. I, I love Hedwig. <laughs> it's Xanadone and Hedwig. <laughs> oh. Xanadone's not an offbeat musical. I think it's just uh, an obscure musical. <laughs> right, okay. All right, that's Hedwig. So listen right. to those recordings. Lots of recordings. They're all pretty Ooh. good. Watch the movie. You'll get the idea of the story. The Birdcage, the musical. Yeah. La Cage uh, by Harvey Furstein, our favourite. Jerry Herman and Jean or Jean Porter. Sure. Jean Porter. I don't know, some French guy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's right, isn't it? I don't even know. I honestly can't help you with pronunciation, so oh. you're on your own. The original 1983 Broadway production received nine nominations for Tony Awards, winning six, including Best Musical, Best Score and Best Book. So another big winner. Uh, it was also extremely successful on West End and has had several international runs. Uh, the 2004 Broadway Revival also won the Tony for Best Revival and the London Revival got a whole bunch of awards too. Uh, It's had another one since the 2010 Broadway revival, nominated for 11 Tony Awards and again winning the Tony (laughs) for Best Revival of a Musical. So um, this show is a big favourite with Broadway people. Yes. It has um, a few older characters in it, which makes it interesting to cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is just too much fun for anybody to deal with. That's my interpretation. But no, so, I think we could deal with it though. We can. <laughs> <laughs> with enough with enough forethought and planning, we could we could we could deal, we with, could it. deal with it. So it's based on the 1973 French play of the same name, and you may also recognise the storyline and characters in a movie called The Birdcage. Yeah, with like, friend of the show Nathan Lane, <laughs> friend of the show Nathan Lane, <laughs> and Robin Williams in one of my. Favourite of his performances. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, oh, I've lost my place now. We don't have time for this. It focuses <laughs> on a gay couple, George or George. George. Um, George. The manager <laughs> of St. Tropez nightclub featuring drag entertainment and Alban, his romantic partner and the star attraction who is, uh, shall we say, the lady of the pair? Is that is that fair? I yeah, don't that's know. fair. Is that politically? Zaza. Yeah, she's yeah. 
Yes. She's fabulous is what she is. She is fabulous. <laughs> um, it follows the farcical adventures that ensue when George's son brings home his fiance and her ultra-conservative parents. I think one of them is a politician. Is that right? uh, Her father is a politician. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Le Cage Folle literally means the cage of mad women um, and with <laughs> foals being a slang term for effeminate homosexuals. Queens, darling. Queens. Drag you queens. just call them queens. We'll just call them queens. Um, so <laughs> basically um, it, it centres around the relationship between George and Alban yeah. and and how much of themselves they try to change to fit into these conservative yeah. worlds. It is really kind of like these people who are so big and out there and like comfortable living as themselves in the real world are suddenly for the sake of the love of their son, yes. forced into these moulds that they, they just, just don't, don't fit, fit in. in. No. <laughs> and that doesn't work out in the end. Yeah. And, and, and it's really it's really about at the end of the show, it's really about the love of the son for both of his fathers yes. uh, and what they're willing to sacrifice for him. Yeah. Uh, because there, there is a very cute moment between between uh, Georges and Alban, or Alban. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then their love song is kind of turned into a thank you song from the son Aww. to Alban, which is it's just beautiful. And this is and this family. There are numerous numerous parts of this show that make you laugh out loud, (laughs) like just ridiculous cackling laughter. And then the next minute you'll be crying, yeah, just tears. And the end, I I find this like very strange confliction of emotions because everything gets really like bright and happy and energetic, but I'm still, like, crying about how beautiful it <laughs> I all is. I haven't dealt with my emotions yet. Anyway, so it's confusing <laughs> show from that perspective. And, of course, all this family drama is happening to the backdrop of drag queens yes, and a drag show. of course. <laughs> which, Feathers and sequins. Which uh, makes it quite a spectacle for from a yeah. costuming and design perspective. Um, <clears throat> great character roles in this show. Uh, great music in this show, Jerry Herman. Um, what, sorry, wait, we start with a prelude, not a traditional overture, but a prelude. We are what we are. I am what I am being the act one finale. That and, is and the, the showstopper. And the most well-known yeah. number from the show. That's the definition of a showstopper, that one. Uh, <laughs> it's literally, uh, stop the show. Stop the show. I have a song to sing. <laughs> Um, a little more mascara with Anne on my arm, uh, followed by with you on my arm. Song on the oh, that's such a beautiful song. Oh, sorry, I can't. Song <laughs> on the sand, Lacage Fall, um, which next to I am what I am is actually a bit of a like. Oh, did you bother? Yeah, it was like yeah. the sort of went. Well, we need to keep it in there because it's a title <laughs> song. Um, <laughs> masculinity, <laughs> uh, look over there, cocktail counterpoint, the best of times, uh, look over there, reprise, Lacage Fall, reprise, and finale, which is pretty much I am what I am again. Uh, so we recommend the original Broadway cast recording 1983, but also check out the Australian cast recording of 85, mm. which is interesting, and the Broadway revival cast recording of 2010, which is probably just a higher quality recording more than anything else. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. <clears throat> oh. I'm tired. From drag queens on the Southern Riviera 
We're going to uh, 1957, The Music Man, <laughs> Midwest America. Uh, and we're, we're travelling about. Yeah, so we're talking about Harold Hill, um, the fast-talking salesman who gets his heart stolen by the town librarian and then... Stolen? Stolen. That... Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then she has to... Well, he has to somehow reconcile the uh, the quick-talking... I'm going to call it a trick that he's played on the townsfolk. He's a con man, isn't he? Well... Yes, he is in the sense that he makes promises that aren't necessarily kept. Mm. But in the end, it turns out that the promises that he made, while not 100% true, actually turn out all right. Thanks to the crush he has on a librarian. Is that. Well, no. So what he promises is that if you just think about it hard enough and practice enough, Music, music will happen because he's selling musical instruments and music books. So he comes into town and says, all your kids are going to start a marching band. You all need to buy these instruments. I can't teach you how to do it. I'm not a music teacher. But if you read the book hard enough and you, <laughs> and you think about it, you'll know how to do it. And it turns out that they do think about it and they do something it might not be classified as musical in the traditional sense but but they're all very happy at the end (laughs) so again it opened in 1957 on broadway won five tonys including best musical must have been a one ran for 1375 performances uh the cast album won the first grammy award 1375 performances yes that's so. This is a popular show. Yeah, well, well, at least it was. Doesn't like back then. <laughs> uh, the cast album won the first Grammy Award for Best Musical Theatre Album. Gosh, damn. Um, and it spent two hundred and forty-five weeks on the Billboard charts. Seventy-six drumrolls led. Yeah, right. Uh, so it led to revivals, uh, including the two thousand Broadway revival, which ran for ages. A 1962 film adaptation and a 2003 television adaptation. Mm. So it is. It's been done and redone and redone and done and done and done. And again, big cast, lots of fun characters, um, and and good numbers and as well. A particular number of trombones. So. Seventy six. <laughs> At least. So um, if it turns out we're doing this musical, please bring a trombone <laughs> on the night because uh, we'll, we'll just spend the 24 hours thinking about it real hard and, and, then, it and then it will work. Because that's it what happens work. in the show. So yeah. 76 Trombones is the song yeah. that is a big brain. But you'll also know you got trouble, which is Harold Hill saying that your kids are misbehaving and what you need is to give them a mu- musical instrument to take up their time. Uh, but there's also um, Goodnight Ladies, which is a, qu- a barbershop quartet oh, yeah, that, he, that he forms out of there. Um, and Goodnight My Someone is is a lovely, lovely song as well. So I just want to touch on the TV cast recording, uh, which had Matthew Broderick mm. as Harold Hill, but it also had Kristen Chenoweth as Marion, so opposite uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, Victor Garber, Deborah Monk, and Molly Shannon in supporting roles. So it's a, quite a great cast for a TV recording. 
Um, and it's perfectly fine to listen to to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, but you can also get the original Broadway cast in 1957 or the 2000 Broadway cast. Um, it, there's not many changes throughout there. Cool. Excellent. Excellent the Music indeed. Man. <clears throat> All right, we must be getting close to We're the end. We're getting so close. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's me singing Wicked. Was it Oh, accurate? I didn't get Wicked from oh, that at all. I was sorry. going Phantom. The untold story of the Witches of Oz. So much happened before Dorothy dropped in. Okay, Wicked. Wicked tells the incredible <laughs> untold story of an unlikely but profound friendship between two girls who meet first as sorcery students at Shiz University. It's not quite how it goes, but everyone will take it. Uh, the blonde and very popular girl, Galinda. They Galinda. spelled it wrong. Oh. And a misunderstood green girl named Elphaba. I don't think we really need to go through what happens. Wicked. It's wicked, everyone. Is anyone not familiar with wicked? Raise your hands. Put Um, your hand down, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it, guys. I've seen it. Uh, So it's the um, other side of the Oz story, pretty much. Uh, We find out uh, Glinda and Elphaba's uh, youth their past, yeah, yeah. and um, and then we see what happens when shit goes wrong, and that girl comes and drops a house on oh, everybody. That girl and a yeah. little dog too, and a little dog too. Um, Wicked, the Broadway musical, music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz, with a book by Winnie Holzman, based on the 1995 Gregory Maguire novel Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the that West, is which is an alternative different. telling of the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz, based on Frank Baum's classic novel of 1900, The Wonderful Wizard so of it's Oz. A book <clears throat> based on a movie. Based on a book. Based on a what? <laughs> musical book. It's a musical movie based book. on a book, which is based uh, is an alternative telling of a movie, which is based on right. a book. <clears throat> Wicked. Woo! It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's also got like a hot guy in it who can dance, so everyone's happy. Act one, no one mourns the wicked, dear old shiz, the wizard and I, big thing. What is this <laughs> feeling? Uh, very fun, big on someone, I'm up. <clears throat> something bad, dancing through life, popular, I'm not that girl, I'm going to stop doing that. One short day, another huge cast number. Um, a sentimental man, which, oh God, I wish we could cut that. A defying gravity. <laughs> um, <laughs> flying should be easy. No one mourns the wicked reprise, thank goodness. The wicked witch of the east, which happens to be Nessa Rose. Spoiler, guys. Um, oh, no. Wonderful. I'm not that girl reprise, as long as you're mine, which is a weird song. Uh, no good deed, massive thing. March of the Witch Hunters, for good, a sentimental man reprise, and the finale, no one wants So while this is a huge show for two women in particular. Everyone are, knows this though. And there are a lot of roles in it. Yes, Like you are. have Nessa Rose, you have Bok, you have Fiero, you have... Um, Dr. Dillamond, you pardon? A lion's tail. Yes, you have a lion's tail. Like, oh, good luck to whoever has to play the lion's tail. Uh, What a sing. (laughs) We recommend the original Broadway cast of 2003. All right. Oh, the last one, alphabetically. Just these last two, they have a theme. The last one is Witches of Eastwick. Now, this is a musical 
based on a movie based on a book. Ah, that's where you're wrong, my friend. Oh, no. For this musical is not based on the movie. Uh, they are both based on, on the, the book. On the book, yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I do. It's a, yeah. Chronologically. Chronologically. If you want to watch the film, it's a 1987 film starring Jack Nicholson, Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer and Susan Sarandon. I really wish that had been a musical. Right? Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. They've all sung. Oh, look. Uh, So it was uh, 2000... It, it, it was uh, released, uh, so written by uh, John Dempsey and Dana P. Rowe. Uh, so it's set in the sleepy New England town of Eastwick where our three not-so-wicked witches, uh, Alexandra Spofford, Suki Rougemont and Jane Smart, are divorcees. Oh, some of them are. Divorcees? One of them is, at least. Feeling trapped in their everyday humdrum lives Aww. on a one stormy night. High on martinis and brownies. They make a crazy wish for a man to make their own. But their wish has consequences they could never have dreamed. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, Enter Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. Enter enter Jack Nicholson. Or in the original London cast, Ian McShane. Uh, So, and the three girls were Lucy Arnaz, Joanna Riding, and Maria Friedman as Suki Rougemont. Uh, So this one is just the original London cast recording and never made its way to Broadway, so we haven't got any Tonys to talk about for this one. Um, Can we talk about them anyway? Which is the basic one, all of the Tonys, guys. Yes, in the hypothetical year that it was on Broadway, <laughs> swept them all. It was a record-breaking year. Except for choreography. Though. Except for choreography uh, because uh, I, I guess uh, Jack Nicholson can't dance. It, I, let's move on. <laughs> the original London cast recording of 2000, that's the one to listen to. That's really um, the closest yeah. that there is to the licensed production. It has been the first international production um, Opened in Australia. Oh, well done us. Yeah, at the Princess Theatre in Melbourne and it starred Paul McDermott as Daryl Van Horn. Who's Daryl Van? He's the... He is the man that the three girls summon or, yeah, uh, make with magic or whatever they're doing um, with Maria Pryor, Angela Tui and Pippa Grandison as the three ladies. So, yeah, good. Yeah, good. That's it. That's the there's 10. Music? We didn't do the music in that one? Oh, there's, there is music. Let's, uh, I'm just going to run straight through it because we're running super long. Are we? Yes, we've managed about five minutes, so we're almost double what we wanted. Ah! But look, 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 I'll just go through it. So, Overture, Eastwick Knows, Make Him Mine, A Little Town, Eye of the Beholder, Waiting for the Music, Words, 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 oh, Something. I know that one. You know that one? Words, words, words. Yeah. yeah. It's lots of the, words. Everyone did it in uni. I don't know. Why would you do a patter song? Because there aren't patter songs for women. True. Good point. Uh, Dirty Laundry and I Wish I May. That ends out act one. Act two. On tract. Surprise, surprise. Another <laughs> Night at Daryl's. Dance with the Devil. Another Night at Daryl's Reprise. Evil, Dirty Laundry reprise, Loose Ends, A Little Town reprise, I Wish I May reprise, The oh. Glory of Me, The reprise, Wedding. Reprise, reprise, Something reprise. reprise. 
and then look at me. So the second act is almost entirely reprises. Well, I'm sorry I made you go over it then. No, but that's it. So that's the 10. So do we want to go? That's it. Do you want to go right from the top? Just list them out. Nine to five. All shook up. Footloose. Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Grease. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. La Cage The Music Man. Wicked. And the Witches of Eastwick. Dun, 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 dun. We did it. All right. Woo! Well, that that is the list that will be counted down over the next 10 days as yeah. we get to. So tomorrow we're going to chop one off. Chop just one like off. Chop it. Just cut it. So if you want to pay more attention to this project, whether you're in Brisbane or not, you can just go to the 24-hour musical project Facebook page, which will be linked in this episode mm-hmm. in the notes. Um, and also, if you want to like that page during the night, we will be doing an uh, a broken up part episode, I guess. <laughs> because we're basically gonna Facebook Live, our usual episode yep. segments um, on the show that we end up doing. Yes, because it's not enough that I have to direct a show in 24 hours. I should also <laughs> have to do a podcast in the middle of it's it. It's okay. I'm going to I'm gonna lead. The, but So I'll do a section with Julie who will be there. Um, I'll do a section with you because yep. obviously you'll be there. I will, will be, you there. be there. Okay, good. Um, Patrick will be there. Patrick will be there. Lots He's of, also in it. Lots of friends of the show will be there. So we'll... As they should. We'll catch up well with done, quite everyone. a few people. Um, and so... But don't worry if you if you don't want to Listen watch to us on Facebook because it will morning. be happening at all times of the evening. We will also uh, do our best to kind of uh, get those recordings down, put them into a, another special bonus episode that will be released a week or so later on this feed. So don't worry about it too much. <laughs> all right. So or worry about it a lot. All right, so is that the end? Because I've got a lot of work to do, Miranda. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, that is the end, but one more thing. One more thing. Book now. Book now. Book it. 24HMP.com. That's it. There, there's, there will, oh, hopefully there's, there's tickets left. Um, there was when I last looked. So yeah. do it now. Book. Come see. Buy merchandise. And thanks. Thank you. Objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not kind of productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.